cops are getting all splotchy and he's like right about to write and I look him in the eyes and I go I'm gonna kill myself you know I will cause I'm the king of wishful thinking This is the Candyman here at Muni Radio, and this is a pre-recorded podcast with the Poet of the Year. Lots of fun events happening tonight and this weekend. Stay tuned. We are live, JW Megawake Show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special poetry, artistic treat. We got a poet in, in the box here, Kristen Jensen. We're getting geared up for a comedy battle after the show. We're going to be giving away some uh, tickets to a comedy show. Some, uh, some candies along with a self-portrait done by yours truly here. Wow. And it is a Friday, the weekend before Halloween. Yeah. We got the comedy battle, we got Asientos on Wednesdays. Got a last cafe tomorrow at two o'clock. My place is actually a haunted house right now. <laughs> the process of turning into a haunted house. Getting tied up here, yeah. How was the commute, huh? Farmers markets on Sunday. Sunk lightning, that is my Candyman theme. Wow. Well, happy Friday to everyone out there listening in. Kristen Jensen here, Muni Radio. Such an honor to have you here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I know you're multi-talented, but I know you won this uh, poetry award here this year. So I feel like that's pretty fresh. Sounds like you uh, have a lifetime of artistry. So. <laughs> yeah, it brings me a lot of joy, um, and I, I'm so grateful to have won this award. So when you, when someone, did someone call you? How did that happen? I just want to get an idea of how that happened when you found out you won the award and how that even happened. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I am a student at San Francisco City College uh, when I'm not working and I'm uh, pursuing the creative writing certificate. And so I submitted for their, um, their college and university poetry prize through the Academy of American Poets. Um, and I did not think I was going to win. So I was very excited when I got this email. 
um, I immediately called my sister, who is <laughs> one of my biggest creative supporters. So shout out to my sister, Haley. Um, sister. <laughs> and it just felt amazing. I was, I was, I, it was, it was, for me, writing has always been, you know, for me. And it just meant a lot that some other body or person, um, you know, this meant something to them too, or, or that it was worth sharing. So it, it did mean a lot, and I am very grateful to San Francisco City College and the yeah. Academy of American Poets. That is uh, like hitting the lottery, you know? <laughs> I just can't imagine that. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, as far as like the poetry, and when you got into that, I know you're a painter and you're do it all. But as far as poetry, when did, how, when did you start getting into that? Sure. Um, so I've always loved writing, but I don't think I wrote my first poem as an adult before maybe five or six years ago. I went on uh, this road trip, and I met this amazing woman in upstate New York uh, who I was doing a work trade with, and she was a writer, and... I just felt like I wanted to write my first poem there, and then I have not stopped since. And um, so, yeah, poetry, I could talk about poetry for a long time and, and what it means to me, but um, it's, I, I've heard once that writing a poem and, and going through that process is kind of experiencing the world twice. You know, you're, you know, you're seeing the world around you, and then you get to write about what, you know, how, what are your observations of this moment in the present? And uh, yeah, it, it, it makes me feel very um, alive and like myself. So with this, uh, this poem that you won the prize, do you remember where you were when you wrote it? I do. I was walking on Ocean Beach. Um, I, it was maybe like a year ago. And it was so nice to write it because you know you're walking on the beach the waves are so loud you can just um you know i had my journal in front of me um and then you just work it out out loud because no one can hear you you're on the beach um and then you just you just uh, replay it and replay it out loud and tweak you know how it sounds um and i maybe did a little bit more editing later but um yeah, for, for poetry, how it sounds in the beat, it's kind of like music. Like, I like that it has a rhythm. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah, I definitely want to hear the poem. I, uh, I'm i thinking we'll play a local track that was just released today by a band called Columbia Livia. And this song um, is off their new record. And um, they got some shows coming up here. And then we'll be back, and maybe I could talk you into doing some poetry. I just, I feel, feel like if I was listening, I'd be like, I want to hear this poem. <laughs> sure. All right, so this is a Columbia Livia Live Mutiny Radio FM. Columbia Livia is playing a show at Neck of the Woods tomorrow. Go and check it out. And it's on Clement Street between 5th and 6th on Clement in the Richmond.
That's Columbia Olivia. Live Mutiny Radio FM. We got Kristen Jensen in the box here. The artist, poet, and painter and everything. <laughs> really excited to have you here. And uh, I know you you have this poem here and you just won this uh prize, which is a uh, pretty honoring. Thank you. Thank you <laughs> it's so, so cool. Much. Yeah. So yeah, I guess uh, all the li everyone listening in now. I guess I don't. Know, I'm trying to think of some way to like, uh, the, yeah. So we got a we got a poet on the show here in the box, Kristen Jensen, and we got this uh, this poem here, which I'm looking at from afar, and it's like, wow, this is this is pretty real. <laughs> yeah. So as I preface this before, I wrote this uh, walking on Ocean Beach in San Francisco, and the poem is called If You Let It. Now on the sand, I begin to see how the sea will take us willingly. As matter of fact, in its delivery of the jellyfish veiny blue on the beach and your puttering mouth on mine. You see the sea holds surfboard, seagulls, seaweed, knees, entire ships. Bubbles break open against your soft neck with me in the doorway of salty glass. You're drowning in three inches of water, dear. Here, motion, stand. In the water, I can see how the sea will swallow us willingly, 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 if you let it. Nice. I just can imagine the, the, the waves crashing to shore as you're writing this poem. Very cool. Yeah. Well, poems are a lot of fun, a lot of fun to, uh, to write and uh, play around with. Yeah. And so this, uh, this New York, you, you said you're in the Bay Area. And so you, you went out to New York and you know, you're an artist in New York. How was that? I have lived in New York and, um, well, New Jersey to be, to be exact. And I uh, worked in Brooklyn. Um, I worked in a school there, and but I continued my my art and writing practice. So when I wrote my first poem as an adult, I was doing this uh, five month long road trip around the U.S. It was amazing. I recommend solo female road trips to anybody <laughs> traveling alone. Is uh, amazing. We had somebody on the show. Uh couple months back coyote creates and she was she was 18 years old and she got on the road and just did a tour like by herself you know with a guitar and i was like man that's so cool awesome. it's like why didn't i ever do that and i was just like no time so then i jumped on a actually a plane the next week and did the cross country thing awesome. so where did you start when you went on that road trip did you start in new york or new jersey i started uh here in San Francisco, and then I went down to SoCal, and then went across the south to Florida, up the east coast, and then back through the top. So, big loop. Yeah. It's fun. That's fun. I was thinking, you know, because driving back from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco, because mm. I did that, I, you know, did the opposite thing. It's like, I can't imagine driving all the way to the other side of the country, and then just turning back around. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it was the first time in my life that I 
you know, totally dedicated my everyday to to exploring and and my art and writing and um, you know, got to do what I wanted to do every day and it was amazing. That's the way it should be. <laughs> yeah. So I, over the pandemic, I think a lot of people out there started working remotely. Maybe they went to an office, but then they started working remotely because of the pandemic, and so that happened to me. Mm. And you know, I don't have any pets or any roommates or anything. So I think stir crazy is like an understatement of what I was going through. And so when my friend had said that, Hey, you know, I'm about to, he bought his girlfriend's car for, for 200 bucks in DC. It was this 97 super legacy wagon with 280,000 miles. And I was just like, you know what, let's do it. You know, I'm not going to ask my job, you know, if I'm, if I can go on a cross country trip. It's like, well, you know, I'll just be able to work remotely from the car. So I feel like I got more done on the road. I feel like mm. this should just pick it up and make it a mobile podcast. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I could see that. What kind of a car was it that you did that? Uh, it was a Prius. Oh, sweet. That's killer. <laughs> Light on the wallet there. Yeah, yeah. I was a little bit shocked at the Subaru, uh, the gas mileage I got. It was pretty good. There's this other, uh, I did this other trip to Kansas City and we were transporting this van for another artist. Mm really fun but um, that thing gosh it seemed like we it seemed like i mean it's like 18 miles of the gallon or something it really is like 50 bucks every time yeah, stop to like, like every day or something. yeah yeah so uh i know that you know you're, you're a painter and doing that self-portrait that sounds so much fun so we're gonna cool it down with some cool jazz right now open up the lines here at Four one five 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 zero zero five one one, and cool jazz. That's the way I like it. Cool Bay Area jazz. JW the Candyman here. Doing a little pre-recorded podcast, getting geared up for the comedy battle after the show, getting geared up for Gentilly here. We got uh, Kim Capria and the the Overgrown Sloth um, going to be playing at Gentilly that is in the Excelsior. Um, tomorrow is going to be eventful. Uh, there's going to be a rock and roll show. At the Parkside. Radio also. FM, this is the Candyman. Look at that. Hey, this is Mitch Rocket. Oh my gosh, oh, Mitch, Mitch Rocket. Rocket. This is the episode wow. where Mitch Rocket called. Congratulations, man. You just won two tickets to Asiento's comedy show on Wednesday. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very, very cool. Blaring some, uh, blaring some um, Dave Brubeck. I don't know if you ever got a Dave Brubeck. It's from Concord. Pretty close. I had no idea. Oh, yeah. I forget that. There's a Brubeck Institute at the University of Pacific out, the, out of Stockton. Do you know the story with Dave Brubeck? We got Kristen Jensen here on the on the line here as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Dave Brubeck was actually raised by cattle ranchers in the East Bay, and he went to veterinarian school at University of Pacific. And uh, the professor had said, hey, you know, Dave, stop wasting my time and go to the music department. So he went to the music department, and they almost, they didn't, almost didn't pass him because he couldn't read music. He did it all by ear. So cool. Hey. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, 
You got a new record that just came out too, don't you? Yeah, it's called Petting Zoo. It just dropped on Monday. Petting Zoo. Awesome. Yes. Speaking of petting zoo and veterinarians, that's so funny. What a <laughs> dick proofing. That was totally coincidence, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so um, I do uh, I do have that record up here, and I wanted to play that for everyone. Is that street walking? Oh, yeah, there's the, that's the jazzier one, I'd say. Yeah, that's Although fun. A lot of jazz fans will uh, cringe at that notion that a basically a one-chord song could be jazz. But <laughs> That's really cool, man. Well, thanks for calling in. Um, we're going to be playing that after after this cool jazz. Um, we're also going to be giving away some more prizes too. I don't, you know what? I'm not sure, Beauty, if we we have this thing's going to buzz again if somebody else calls in or if they just get a busy signal. <laughs> but um, yeah, hey, thanks for calling in, man, and I'll I'll make sure to uh, get those tickets out to you. Thank you. Yeah. Enjoy the spooky street jazz of street walking. Yes, I can't wait. Thanks uh, to Ahmed of Goof for that description. Oh, that's great. Awesome. Great. Well, I'll catch up with you soon. All right. All right. Back to the cool jazz. 415-550-0511. Giving away some candies here. Who wants some, who wants some candies? <laughs> Maybe be better if you said it. <laughs> I don't know. We're going to do um, self-portrait as well. I could listen to this jazz for a little while longer for sure. J.W. Blunt will be playing a solo acoustic set at Bizarre Cafe tomorrow, all original. And whoever attends will get a free ride to rock and roll at the Parkside with Nina Durango, Monsters, and Treasures. That's going to be a really fun show.
cool jazz, Greeny Radio FM. I love the audience noise. You're only as good as your audience, you know? It's great. Thank you. For all the members of the quartet, Jim Wright, Joe Morello, Paul Desmond, myself. Great audience for us. Dave Brubeck is such a crack up. He's a Sagittarius as well. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I can't get enough of it. I I feel like, you know, that's what it is. It's just I'm a singer songwriter. I don't know if you want to uh, ah. more of like a Bob Dylan, you know? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh there's something about listening to jazz that's just like I'm able to escape my creative mind and kind of get outside of the box a little bit. So when you're when you're writing, I mean, you're on Ocean Beach for this mm -hmm. particular time when you did the poem, but yeah. when you are painting, mm -hmm. I know you do a lot of self-portraits, but do you listen to anything or is there any music in the background? Yeah, totally. Um, I, I often uh, listen to music when I'm maybe editing a short story. Um, and I am up on my feet dancing and moving around and, you know, and, and playing with different variations. I think there's a lot of play and working on creative things. Uh, I, I'm often listening to, to Zook music. I don't know if you've heard of Zook? that. Yeah, what it's, that? Um, so I, I dance Brazilian Zook and Zook is kind of the name of of um of the music um so it has some similarities to tango and west coast swing um so I, i've been maybe obsessed with that kind of music for the last few years it makes me want to play some of that right now <laughs> it sounds great yeah it's great zook yeah zook um but yeah i think um you know different different um creative modes play with each other so um, i'm drawing i like to listen to music dance when I'm writing it's um yeah it's a lot of fun I recently have gotten into this classical piano player Eric Sadie have you heard of him before? no I'll have to send it to you yeah it's just like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like what the long day or whatever it happened mm. if you I don't know at least for me it's just totally therapeutic yeah I don't know if you, you might be able to dance I feel like you dance to anything yeah I was at this jazz show recently at the Artichoke in Oakland, mm. in Temescal, kind of nice area. And there was this uh, trio that was playing, and I just felt like you could almost mosh to that, like a jazzy mosh, you know, mm. you know, pre-COVID or vaccinated mosh, but you could do it. And the, um, yeah, I mean, even jazz as well, really fun. Yeah, that reminds me um I love like hip hop and rap, and it's fun to play around with dancing ballet to it and find different things. You do a little ballet as well, huh? Um, not formally trained, but I like <laughs> <laughs> like playing around with it. There was this um, ballerina who um, came in onto the show, and they got into pole. It was like called pole arena, mm. and so that's what like when you're dancing on the pole or you know doing that thing, but a professional thing, you know, uh -huh. whatever. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I've, I don't know. That's such an art. 
makes me want to actually get a poll myself at my place and yeah. maybe not maybe that's too much information on my mom is listening. I'm just... <laughs> it takes a lot of strength you know yeah i mean a lot of upper body strength i yeah, feel absolutely. like for the for the pole dancing mm-hmm. yeah so we are still uh, taking calls here 415-550-0511 i was going to go ahead and play this uh new record that just came out um petting zoo and this song is called street walking I will eat you up. 
Sitting back in the box here with uh, Kristen Jensen. And we are just hanging out here on a Friday. And oh, wow, that's Coyote Creates. It sounds excellent. Yeah, so happy uh, Halloween time to everyone out there. And uh, these poems and these art and everything, I mean, it's just, it's all coming together here. We've got that pumpkin. I thought it was a real pumpkin, and it was hollow. I went to go pick it up, and it was hollow. <laughs> I was trying to figure it out, you know. Yeah. It's too early. It really is. Yeah, that thing is definitely plastic. I was like, oh, wow, Pam, are you really going to put the time into carving that thing? That's uh, That's hardcore. Do you have your pumpkins for this year? Yeah, I have some. Not sure if I'll carve them. Yeah. I am still needing to pick up my pumpkins. I have no idea where I'm going to go get those. I don't know. I mean, Trader Joe's has them. Even Grocery Outlet has them. Do you make the, um, do you do the pumpkin seeds? Oh, I haven't done those for a few years, but they are very good. It's been a while. It's been a while. I think I've burned them. <laughs> Definitely done that before. Last year, I had a band, so the Tiki Desk Concerts thing. I had a band called Gajifu. They're an electric goth band. And it was so much fun. I mean, they were just, it was the perfect Halloween band. I didn't do the Haunted House that year. Or last year, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be doing it this year. Oh. Going all out. Glad I got the neighbors buying on everything and the, the music. That's a thing. Oh yeah. I mean, everyone, a lot of, a lot of people I know they relocated because of the pandemic and rent prices dropping other places. I managed to get a rent reduction at my current place. So, I'm still there. I think I'm planning on staying there. <laughs> this thing is yeah, like, gosh, like maybe I can get a place with a backyard, but then the neighbors might not be cool. I saw this band playing on Valencia and 19th Street. I know you spent some time in New York and on the East Coast and New Jersey. And I noticed, like, going and visiting New York that people playing on the streets, playing music on the streets, it's pretty normal. Hmm. But here, I mean, this band was rocking. They were so, they had such a great sound. And I was sitting there, I was, you know, 15 minutes, I was hanging out, and I was watching, I was like, man, they're really feeling it. And somebody had walked up to them, it's like, oh, wow, you know, this person's going up to ask them for their autograph or something. Turns out she had threatened to call the cops <laughs> oh. because they were too loud. Or I was just thinking, it's like, it's like six o'clock at night. <laughs> I can understand if it's like 11 o'clock or something, but yeah, I mean, in New York, I've been experiencing that. That's one thing I think, um, oh, somebody's calling in now. We've got a winner here, huh? I wonder who it is. Huh. All right. Mutiny Radio FM. This is the Candyman back here with Kristen Jensen. Hi, this is Sarah, and... Oh, wow. Hey, oh, my goodness. 
Is it too late? No, no, you guys are perfect. Yeah, I got a um, I got a can of toffeeettes here for you. Okay, great. Yeah, where are you? Where awesome. you? How, how are things going up there, huh? And the, the um, it's good. You getting geared up for Halloween? You got a Halloween costume picked out? Um, we have our Halloween decorations up. Do you want to describe the decorations? Um, no. Did you make <laughs> we, we got a Halloween, um, what is it called? Um, like a house, a gingerbread house that we have to make. <laughs> I want to make it today. It's like a nightmare before Christmas gingerbread house or? Uh, yeah, kind of. It, it could definitely be that. Yes, and did you meet Jack Skellington the other day? No. Oh, okay. We met it like a few weeks ago. Before Halloween even started. That's true, yes. Yeah, well, hey, you know, we got an artist here in the box who put together a self-portrait for one of you. Oh, really? Yeah. That would be awesome. I would love that. Um, So... Yeah, I, I usually draw um, portraits based on, on photographs, so I would love to do. Um, yeah, I can send a picture of um, Samantha. She actually did a self-portrait this morning, so it would be cool to have a comparison. Yes, let's That's do awesome. it. I love it. That would be awesome. Cool. <laughs> Thank you. That's You're great. Welcome. Well, trick or treat. <laughs> I think it's early. I think it's, uh, you know, it's officially that time, right? Yeah. 22nd. I think it's cool to say Happy Halloween now. Yeah, happy Halloween. Last week, I felt like it was kind of, uh, maybe a little bit too soon. Yeah. I dressed up in, as an inmate, and people were looking at me like, what the, it's like, it's October yeah, 15th. What do you, <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I'm going to be, I, I did uh, something um, a couple years ago. It was November 1st, and I did as a joke, I went out with some friends with an ugly Christmas sweater mm. on November 1st. And uh, I walked in, I was... At this Casanova Lounge. I don't know if you've been to Casanova Lounge. Yeah, it's on the right? Hey, sir, are you, you, are you familiar with the Mission District in San Francisco? Um, a bit. Yeah, not super well. Yeah, so there's this bar on 16th of Valencia. It's called Casanova Lounge. It's really like hip lounge. And walked in with some friends in an ugly sweater um, on November 1st. And I was with a, a group of friends, and we went outside to get some air. I went back in, and someone had taken our seat. And so we were like, oh, whatever, they're on a date. We'll just let them do their thing. We sat there. This guy had managed to pour his entire drink over my friend. Ah. Like not a splash. It wasn't like a splash. It was like the whole drink. Oh, wow. What and, promoted that? Um, I think they might have just, whatever, we're at a bar. You know, everyone has a certain level of a drinking problem. I'm not trying to okay. bash anyone. But uh, <laughs> but it was, um, so what I did, because I had the guitar, I busted out in some Frank Sinatra on the spot. Oh, I was wow. just like, strangers in the night. <laughs> you know, and I, like, I really like was going for it. I really just gave it my all. Mm. And so one of the bartenders, I mean, I got like halfway through the song, one of the bartenders like, oh my God, like somebody in a Christmas sweater playing music. What's going on here? And we were just talking about this funny because it's Sarah and we got Sarah and Samantha on the line, Chris in, in the box. Cause, um, we we're just talking about how people playing music in New York is a normal thing, but here mm-hmm. in San Francisco, you're automatically in that kind of questionably housed category. 
So they definitely probably thought that I was like living on the street or something. But um, very exciting. Yeah. So we got uh, some candies. We'll do yeah self portrait. I'll get Kristen in touch with you guys. Thanks for calling yeah, in. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, trick or treat. Thank you so much. Yeah, no yeah. problem. Yeah, have a good weekend. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye. Look at that. Wow. Love it. <laughs> Guess we could take some more calls. 415-550-0511. Just a couple artists in a box here in the Mission District, 21st in Florida. Yeah. They do the comedy battles after the show. We have judges that judge. We turn it into that. So much has come out of this pandemic, you know. Yeah. So cool. And uh, are you? Is there any of your work? Is it featured anywhere in the city, or do you have any work that's up or online or? Yeah. Um, so a lot of my my artwork is site art.net, and then I've had. Uh, some illustrations and poem published in uh, Forum Magazine, published through San Francisco City Press. Yeah, um, but a lot of my work, you know, for a long time, it's just been uh, for myself. So it feels newer to to even share it with other people, and uh, really cool too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's so much fun, and that's great. I mean, to I mean, you just your name is Kristen Jensen, and you go by Kristen Jensen, and it makes it a lot easier. I feel like I uh, at one point I had a little scare when I was like 20 years old, hmm. and um, people started calling me the Guitar Hero. Oh, and uh, they're like, oh yeah, you know, and then I was like, oh my gosh, it was like too much. But I like it, you know, I think with music, same thing with, you know, painting or poetry. It's like when you read it and you hear it, you know, it's just, if I were to try to explain this picture that was right here, it's like almost better that if somebody just experiences it themselves, but mm. that made sense. But yeah, it's like through the sound waves, mm. you know, if, I, if somebody that painted this picture right here was telling me, you know, about how, you know, this was this, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's all, I really enjoy um, hearing the, the artists and kind of their story behind it because I'm an artist as well. Mm. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always signed my, or for a long time I've signed my, uh, my artwork, uh, Chris, capital letters, in honor of my grandfather. But poems have first name. Chris. I like that because it's gender neutral. Yeah, I don't know. I like, um, yeah, so my grandfather is who I was named after, too. So That's I awesome. I love, so I, uh, and we're talking about grandparents now. Mm -hmm. So this is actually, I don't know, I thought it was, I thought it was great. You know, I it was last year, it was 2020, it was June 5th, 2020. Mm -hmm. And I got a call, um, for my dad and he said hey you know grandma's you know sick she's not gonna make it and so it was friday it was a friday um june 5th and so i went and i got to say goodbye to her and uh she had always had this thing where she would say 
I'll see you around like a donut. <laughs> that was her thing. Every time I'd leave, she'd be like, oh, see you around like a donut. Uh-huh. So I got to, you know, say goodbye to her and said I'd see her around like a donut. And then I got back here in the box and I was, mm. I was like, wow. And she had, it was like such a cool thing. So it's like, I don't know. I guess we're on an underground radio station, the whole reincarnation thing. I don't know. It's a real thing. It's like when someone's energy, you know. Mm. So we're talking about your grandfather. It's like he's in the, the, the airwaves right now. Yeah, that's a sweet thought. Um, I feel like I've written a creative nonfiction piece. But yeah, everything we, we experience is kind of like a reflection of our past experiences and um, present ones and interpretation of, of the future. And uh, yeah, I feel like uh, I've been thinking about the creative process recently and I just as much as enjoy like the process um and and you know what the finished product is and I was thinking about uh you know when we're writing a poem it's kind of like you know reflecting on we're reflecting on our present moment and then yeah our past and then the future and then often for me I will you know edit the poem over uh years even so then I'm reflecting on my present moment while I'm editing it and then you know the present then so it kind of has a compounding effect but I guess all we can try to do is is to be as present as possible but that's one of the things I love about art is you know we're processing the world around us and um, for me it keeps life interesting and I never really get bored but I do get confused sometimes (laughs) yeah it's timeless just such a, a great thing and uh there was a song that i i was sitting exactly where you're sitting mm. uh and that's uh virginia ramos i don't know if you're familiar with virginia ramos Mm-mm. she was a tamale lady mm. <laughs> in the mission district and so she you know was famous here and she would go to all these bars and sling tamale uh from the you know from a from a box mm. she had you know passed on and i had played this little this song and i made up a lot of the lyrics because a lot of stuff i do is improvise and oh, cool. afterward pam was like that's the time traveling tamale lady song and it's funny how this song became that you know mm. and how like you were saying like you're in the creative process and you're 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 writing something and it's all these things where you're like you're kind of soaking up everything that's around you, and then when it's finished, you're like, "Whoa, did I do that?" Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it's thrilling. It's like, it's as we get older, it's one of the ways we can still surprise ourselves and, um, you know, do the things that that make you feel most alive. And for me, that's dancing, writing, and <laughs> making art. You can do it all simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> It's really yeah. fun. Yeah, so um, we are winding down uh, to the end of the show here, but I wanted everyone to know that's listening in where to find you. And I know where to find you, but uh, <laughs> I want everyone else to know where to find you. Um, yeah, you can find me um, at uh, my website, which is uh, chrisjensenart.net, or uh, my Instagram, which is Scaly. Grayscale sliding underscore pop. 
It was gray. <laughs> it's uh, G-R-A-Y-S-C-A-L-E, sliding underscore pop. That is fun, yeah. So I am gonna. I think we're going to play a couple Tiki Desk concerts uh, today. We're going to play some jazzy uh, Tiki Desk concert. This is a Gavin Holleran Quartet, followed by some Gaji Fu, because I feel like it's that time of the year again, some Electro Goth. Great. Thank you all for tuning in to the JW Megawake Show. We'll catch you next week. We're going to have a starry-eyed cadet on the show. Your local band. I'll be sure to send that your way. And then we're going to have a flan, a local flan company in here that's going to feed cool. the band flan. <laughs> I felt like it was it was appropriate, you know. Well, thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, it was, it was really awesome. awesome. All right, Gavin Holleran Quartet, Tiki Desk Concerts. Getting geared up for the comedy battle here after the show. Catch you soon.
At the Gavin Holleran Quartet Tiki Desk Concert, we're playing back. We're going to listen to another uh, rooftop tune by the quartet. Then we're going to be uh, playing back some electro goth here in light of the uh, the season. Nothing like a little electro goth to start off your weekend. 
the week before Halloween. This is a very special. All the Tiki Desk concerts are fun. We're going to be doing a Halloween. There he is. Tiki Desk concert on the 30th.
at the Gavin Holleran Quartet Tiki Desk Concert. Wow, this has been such an amazing year. This is recorded uh, January 30th, 2021. And I'm looking forward to uh, playing back this uh, Gajifu Tiki Desk Concert. Uh, this was uh, last Halloween. So we're having a nice little flashback here. Anybody listening in, this is a Tiki Desk Concerts recorded on a rooftop here with the Tiki Bar. Gaji Fu, we got Eric, Tia, Marianne on a rooftop. Actually just saw them the other day at uh, the Velvet Raven. Wow, that's a hot spot. You should check it out. It's a 150 feet, one, I guess I can't talk, uh, 155 South Park. It's right there in Soma, sandwiched in between 2nd and 3rd Street in... Uh, Bryant and Brannon. They have the most, the brunch there is incredible. And uh, they make their own chocolates. It made me want to quit the corporate chocolate job and, yeah, start making my own candies like Pam here. <laughs> All right, so we got a Gajifu here. This is a live Tiki Desk concert. Happy Halloween trick or treat, everyone out there uh, listening in, doing a haunted house uh, next week. One more details. Thank you, Mutiny Radio, for having us. We hope everyone's having a spooky time. We're about to get spookier. Smooth skin slicking down the street with your skirt on. Now everyone is watching. You feel it, the sweat dripping down. Kiss her on the forehead, tell her good 
Haji Foo, Mini Radio FM. Check him out.
Gaji Fu, Tiki Desk Concerts, Mini Radio FM, Marianne and Eric, yeah, dancing on a rooftop, Halloween costume. Here's a bird of some kind. I think a raven. Raven. I think she's a raven.
Hilfe. Jetzt kommt der Lüffel. Right next.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> International banking, diplomatic cables, nuclear missile launch codes all rely on unbreakable encryption. What if these codes were no longer secure? That nightmare scenario seems to be a reality. A shadowy underworld syndicate is auctioning off access to the world's encrypted secrets. The only plausible explanation for this ability? Someone has achieved the holy grail of code-breaking quantum computing. Veteran CIA agent John Clooney must track down the perpetrators and retrieve this technology for the U.S. government and its personal as the Enigma brokers have already cost the lives of his fellow agents, perhaps including his partner. John Wessex's The Enigma Brokers is the first book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. Time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's joke workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. I drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. Around in it on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black classic. big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Uh, the dude minds, man. Has John Clooney's friend and ally become a dangerous enemy? 
Private investigator Anton Gruber has been CIA agent John Clooney's trusted aide. Clooney may have questioned Gruber's taste in cuisine, but never his loyalty, until Gruber double-crossed him. Escaping with his life, Clooney is sidelined while his superior attempts to discover how Gruber was compromised. The investigation delves into Gruber's astonishing past, from his unpleasant days as an East German border guard to life as a narcotics agent, from his time in the tango clubs of Buenos Aires to a trip up the Amazon in search of Nazi gold. John Wessex's The Prague Deception is the third book of the John Clooney thrillers. Get it on Amazon. Hey, Mutineer Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. 